Hello, how are you? Are you there? I am sorry. I had my my, my uh, sound off because my <laughs> computer was doing silly things earlier. <laughs> it is cool. Well, you sound awesome. Well, thank you. I, I wish all as clear as you. <laughs> oh, well, I like that. Maybe it's from Do doing you? Zooms all day for just being a teacher. Yeah. I yeah. You're like, I'm used to it. Now, mm. so. I tried so. to use earphones or a headset. And it's great for the mic part, so I don't have to yell. But the kids yell in my ears. And I, I said, I can't do this. So I had to take them off. <laughs> yeah. Now, I saw I saw you did another uh, mama's party recently. Every Monday night. Okay. And uh, Summer Perrin was one of your uh was one of your guests she was actually in my musical theater class i did at uh colin oh how fun yeah and, and it's funny because uh i was uh talking to her uh earlier and i told her you know it's really unfair i should sue because she's like perfect like you know some people have a great voice yeah and then there's some people that has a great face but she and has she the both. she <laughs> has the voice, the face, the legs, the yes. hair, like everything is. I, I'm just like, do they sell you in stores? Oh, where really? can I get one? You know? <laughs> and see how she has the baby too. Yeah, she does, and I'm so glad because I was worried. I was like, oh no, she has children. She's gonna get up, give up on acting because she's a, a maid. Mm -hmm. Did you see her in uh, Heather's? No, I didn't. What, what, wait a minute. Where was that one? That one was in. It was at Colin College. Okay, no, because I think she's. Was she supposed to be in that one that was at Grand Prairie that didn't happen? Yeah, she was, but she was. Um, I, 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 I'm a fan of Heather's, but I'm a new fan. Who's the head head mean girl? Oh, um, uh, I thought they were all Heather. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, there's Heather, but but you know what? I'm the one in red. The one in red. She was the one in red, and oh, oh my okay, God, she, she was the best. Like that was the best best version of Heather I had seen. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. I didn't realize that. I missed that. Yeah. I used to go to everything at calling, and then I don't know. I just quit driving away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is a pretty uh, far drive. I lived in, I mean, I moved in with my dad when I was going there, and then I moved on campus, but I was living in uh, Dallas. I want to say I was living close to Keystone, still going there. And oh, it was my a, gosh. That was a ways. Yeah, but, I mean, it was worth it because you had a, they had a great theater department did you hear that uh gail cronauer is uh retiring i did i saw that on her facebook i was so surprised yeah i was so sad i was like because you know those were the holy uh trinity you had uh brad robin gail and shannon and those yes. were like the those were the four. wonderful years yeah and that's when i was going up there i did a show up there for brad 
and just fell in love with everything that went on up there. So I loved all the kids that went there. And I can't tell you how many kids would come to the hideaway and sing with Mark and I. Uh, and it was just so much fun. Yeah. And I was surprised. It's, it's funny because I went to the uh, I'm Willow's friend. And so I went to the um, uh, mama's party for uh, for uh, w Willow. I mean, he calls himself Willow, but he's really Sean. He just wants <laughs> to say Willow. But um, yeah, I went with him. And then all of a sudden I saw like a blinding ray of light. And it just so happened that Mark had entered the room like a god <laughs> had entered the room. Like he's really, to me, him and Vonda are like the top two voice coaches. Yeah, they do great work. I agree. Like I cannot tell you how many times me and my friends or me and my classmates went to an audition panicking. And we were like, oh, Vonda is doing on the piano. Oh, Mark is on the piano. Okay, it's fun. So we're going to Kane's after this, right? Like, How funny. It was like a huge relief, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, he and I started singing together, um, good golly, a long, long time ago. Long time ago. And he was just out of grad, or yeah, just out of grad school. And we had both lived in Conroe. And so we started singing together. And so then when we came here and I, he got into doing music theater, I would just pray that I would just go to his auditions because I'd walk in and he'd go, what are you singing? I'd go, I don't know. And he'd start playing. I'd sing. So it was pretty amazing to go to those auditions with him. When I had to go with somebody else, I'd be like, um, I don't, I, I don't know. Do, do you know any of my songs? <laughs> so yeah. I learned to take a book with me to auditions in case it wasn't Mark. <laughs> right. But see, the thing about Mark, he understands that the pianist should follow the singer and not the singer follow the pianist. Because I've been in some auditions where I'm like, hold on, where you going? Let me catch up with you. You know, exactly. Exactly. And the funny thing is, he's used to having to follow me. So I guess that's what that's what trained him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I trained I mean, him. If I messed up at the hideaway, I'd have to uh, buy him a drink. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, it was that pretty was bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but we have a lot of friends in common. There's Chris Ramirez, yes. Taylor, Taylor Nash, Rebecca, and more. Kieran Hansen, uh, Jonathan McKinnis, which I he's an awesome person to go to for headshots. I know, and I haven't seen well, him in forever. Yeah, like his headshots are almost too good. I'm like, this isn't me. I don't look. I, I don't Who is look this like person? <laughs> you know, yeah. And it's funny because when I was going to uh, Colin, uh, when I had first started, he was either on his last semester or just walking out. And one thing about uh, Brad's musical theater class, everybody would, you know, return because it was so fun. You had people that graduated exactly. that, you know, still went. And, you know, he would come and then show everybody off. I'm and funny. Then leave, you know, but yeah, um, Leo uh, Thamosian, uh Sammy Swim, Campbell, Bovard, Ooh. Will Schaffer, you know, all those people, James Chandler, whenever I see them in an audition, I get a little intimidated. Uh, <laughs> and you shouldn't. Yeah. Well, they're so talented. You know, they're so 
uh, such a talented group. But I, I feel like I put you in the same category with Vonda, Mark, Akeem, Babatunde, Byron oh, Holder. I am you know, honored. You, you know, you're definitely doing great things for the community as well. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I love doing what I get to do, and I'm so glad that I dared to try it online. I, you know, yeah, I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, how does that work? Because I can, like, it's a nightmare for a regular teacher, let alone somebody, <laughs> you know, that's a, in theater. So, how are you like adjusting to that? Um, to the online mama's party. Yeah. Um, it is really, it's become semi-easy. I'm not perfect at it because I'm horrible at technology. And I not only host it, I'm backstage producing it on my computer. And so it's, you know, it's like you have to pray that you don't turn the mic on at the wrong time or the wrong person. And I, I have, I've, I'll be like, I'll bring them on. I'm like, oops, sorry. And it's a good thing. People <laughs> love me and they just laugh at me because I, yeah, I'm, I'm really bad about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can imagine somebody going, I'll look at her singing. I can sing so much better and we're live. Oh and my hey, Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. It's been a learning curve, which it's helped in, what I do during the day because I do have to deal with all the technology at school because of Zooms and going on Canvas, which is not easy for old people. And um, then I have all these websites that I have to use for my kids to do their, their homework. So it's been an experience. COVID has not been nice to me. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like as artists, we've adjusted like we've evolved you know like yes. say for instance we we have people online doing uh tribute concerts and like some people like some person did a whole read through of rent you know casted it and exactly you know, just a zoom read through you got ca um um quarantine cabaret who started out with like 50 people now in it's dallas like and now it's worldwide Yes. Yeah. So I mean, like we we and like look at theater three. They're taking the Hamilton approach where they shoot in an empty theater. Yeah. And like yeah. And did you know that a lot of people are like pissed off because now theaters are open, but they can only be open to twenty percent capacity, and a lot of people are like very upset. You know, the younger people are very upset, and I'm exactly. like, but and I'm like, open. really? That's the best part. Yeah, and I'm like, really? I've been performing for like 20% capacity theaters for years. <laughs> like, this is nothing to me. Exactly. There was a, a big thing online the other day about that with the seating, you know, people like every six seat. The person said, I I've been performing to small audiences like this for years. I do not know what the problem is. So, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm used to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, I'm proud of us for like finding ways to like, you know, work around, you know, this time. It's definitely been an interesting year. You know? Right. Right. I yeah. yeah. It it I think it has been a hard and a learning for all of us. And um I I, I hope that we can take what we have learned in this time 
and keep it going forward. That's my hope. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what's your, how would you describe your teaching style? What is that like? My teaching? Um, mm-hmm. um, I, well, I, I'm a little crazy, um, but that's just me. I teach dyslexic kids, elementary dyslexic kids. So I have to make it fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of my main goals is to make sure they're confident enough to try to read. For years, they've been told, oh, you can't read, so don't read out loud, please. So um, mine is to get them confident enough that they stand up in class and go, I'd like to read now. And the teacher goes, what? So uh, mm-hmm. I like that part of it. I like seeing the aha moment. Uh, the little things make me happy. That's probably, I guess, the biggest thing. The, the little things make me happy. So. Yeah, it, it's funny because I'm dyslexic as well. So I know how so you hard that yes. is. Yes. Yeah, but, but but see, reading was one of my, uh, I like, I'm dyslexic when it comes to math, but like reading was one of my strong suits, but I was such a horrible student until uh, I would, and I would always get commended, like on my reading yeah. class test or whatever they're calling it, like I would always get like highest in the state or one of the highest in the uh, school. Look at you. And, yeah, and so like it was funny. One year, my uh, teacher she didn't even give me my paper. She like just looked at me, and I was like, "What?" And then she was like, "You, you got commended on the test." And then another school I went to, my teacher was like, "It's like it's not even him." Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, if I could just get that math up there with my reading, man, I would be, I would be sad. And you know, um, and now I don't know. Did you do like any classes for your dyslexia? Mm-mm, I just, uh, I just suffered through it more than the others. I mean, yeah. I picked it up eventually, but it was harder. I probably should have had a tutor. Well, and that's uh, nowadays because there are, they have finally realized that there are so many people who are dyslexic. I mean, I'm a full-time teacher this year. I have the beginning of the year. I usually don't have as many kids, but right now I have 47 kids that I'm servicing that I teach oh, wow. all day long. Um, I do 30 minute classes and they usually, mo- the most mine have is like seven or eight in them. Um, mm-hmm. But it's so cool to be able to do that because I had a cousin who was dyslexic, or she still is, but um, his mother, they didn't have anything in the public schools. So she drove, they lived in Houston. She drove to the other side of Houston every day after school and took him to a tutor. So it's great now that the schools offer it to take care of these kids and it helps them so much. So I love that. I love being a part of that. Yeah, it's really, you know, it's really important. And I feel like, you know, with the at home, because what people don't know is, yes, you're supposed to teach, you know, let your teachers teach your kids, but learning really starts at home. Like I know a lot of uh, homeschool uh, kids or kids that would go to school, but their parents would have their own homework for them. And all of them pretty much own their own businesses, right? Exactly. Now, so. Well, that's my cousin. He, um, he is the, like high up in his company that he works for. And he's over all these different people. And I'm like, nobody even knows you're dyslexic, do they? And he's like, no, they don't need to. Yeah. So And, and see, 
And see, I'm bad with like direction too. Like it's funny because whenever my friends would tell me to go right, I would go left. <laughs> like I was taking my uh friend home and he was like left, left, right, then dang it, maybe if I say you were like, I'm going left, I'm going left. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was like, maybe next time I'll just say right. <laughs> Definitely. So what inspires you as an artist? Oh, I, I, that's a hard one. Um, mainly seeing other people doing well in it. Um, I, I love, and that's another reason I like doing Mama's Party is getting a chance to help other people be seen. And when we started Mama's Party, that was my one of my main reasons I wanted to do it was people to have a chance to be seen by directors and producers in town. And um, another reason why I'm loving doing it online, because more people can see it because it's online for forever because, you know, I save it on our pages. But yeah. I just I love getting people. I can remember one time when somebody sang for mama's party and Mark was playing and he looked at me afterwards, he said, I've never seen that person sing as well as they did tonight. And they have auditioned for me for years. And I said, that's what I want this to be. I want this to be where people can see someone's true talent without them worrying, without them being scared as an audition. So yeah, I love seeing that. I love seeing people getting something from doing what I love and I love just singing. So yeah. yeah. Now, where were you when you realized that you wanted to create, that you were a storyteller? Where how old were you at that time? Oh my. Um I have been singing since I was three and could talk. Mm. My parents were both singers. So they encouraged the music. Um I grew up my dad was a Baptist minister. So I grew up in the Baptist church and you learn to sing and you sing. And um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was just a part of your life. And especially when you're one of the preacher's kids, you definitely yeah. did that. Um, I really, I guess as I got older, I realized it wasn't just singing, that there was more to it. And um, I remember Mark telling, I keep talking about Mark, but Mark and I sang together for many, many years and it, that we still would if he, if he wasn't a music director, but he needs to be a music director. So I don't get to see him as often as I would like. Yeah. <laughs> um, he one time said, I love that you tell a story with your song. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, you, you tell the story. You don't just sing. So um, I guess then I was like, Oh, Okay. Sure, I do. And so then I really started thinking about what I was doing. And um, I, that's just, I want people to understand that I'm not just singing a song. There's yeah. a reason for my song. Even if it's a silly song, there's a reason. So, yeah. yeah. There's a story behind it, which is why I like the TV show Glee so yes. much. Because, like, the, my favorite uh, song was If I Was a Boy. Because uh, instead of it being about a woman with a cheating husband, it was about a transgender kid exactly. who was saying, if I was like a regular boy. Oh, and exactly. I, I love the fact that they were like, take songs and like turn them for different meanings. I found that beautiful. Oh, yeah. You know, one of my favorite songs, and I don't know that I'll ever do it because I'm of the age that I shouldn't sing songs like this, but have you heard the song Girl Crush? 
Yeah. I've got a girl crush. I just like the feeling of it. And I started listening to it and I was like, oh my gosh, that is the coolest story. Because it's not that she has a crush on a girl. She has a crush on the girl because the girl got her boy. Yeah. And I just, I, I love that. I keep wanting somebody to sing it at mama's party, you know? <laughs> yeah, just, just putting it out there. Yeah. 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 Okay, you guys, somebody needs to do Girl Crush because I just love the feeling of it. And I love the sentiment of it. Just, it is a story song. And you just listen to it going, oh, pretty song. And you go, oh, oh, wait a minute. There's more to this. Yeah, but I don't think you're too old to say that. Oh, so. well, there, there's a day and time when, you know, you just have to say, <laughs> I ain't going to do that. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of, uh, speaking of like, twisting songs, do you get, know a guy by the last name of uh, Valle? That sounds familiar, Valle. I think his name is, like, Michael Valle or Jordan Valle or something. But he actually, um, with the help of Brad, he's like tainted the Dallas theater community with his technique. Like when he was in musical theater, he would pick the worst songs. Like say, for instance, <laughs> you would be auditioning for, uh, like he would be like, hello, my name is uh, Michael Valle. I'll be auditioning for the part of Javert singing fake your way to the top from <laughs> Green Girls, you know. Like, yeah. like he, was, he was known for picking the worst songs, but they would actually work because he would sing the songs in the character that he was going for. Wow. So was it Jacob Valle? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, I remember this story. I'm thinking. So, yeah. yay. Yeah, I can never remember his first name, but yeah, he would literally... Uh, do that a lot, and you know, uh, Brad would teach it. He would literally say, "Okay, this is uh, Valle week. I want you to pick a uh, character, pick a wrong song, and translate it through, you know, through a exactly, character." Exactly, exactly. See, yeah. and that's that is, yeah. cool. and Brad was good about seeing that in people and pulling that out of them. Yeah, I and, and and it was unfortunate that he had to leave. Uh, leave Colin because he was such a talented teacher. Oh, you know? yes. I I loved watching him with the kids. I, I yeah, he was he was really good. I'm sure yeah. that he is missed there. Oh, uh, yeah, greatly, greatly. Now, what are your top three? Who are your top three singers of all time? Um, In life or on Mama's Party? In, in life, in life. No, in I'm not going to be messy. <laughs> well, I know. I was like, don't make me, don't be putting those on like that. Come on, John. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The people that influenced my way of singing are from the early 70s. And that would be um, actually Barbara Streisand because she had such a different voice. And I always like, I want to sound like her. But then I wanted a mix of Karen Carpenter because she could sing so low and I was determined and, and I was, I was like a bass, even that young. And then a, a Christian singer by the name of Cynthia Clausen, who was, is the ultimate storyteller. I don't care what song she's singing. You get it because she, her whole body tells you the story of this, the words that she sang. And uh, she just was somebody that I loved. And I also loved Carol King. 
Oh, yeah. Those so, are- yeah, those were the ones who, and, and maybe that's where I did get the storytelling aspect of it, because all four of them could tell a story with a song. Yeah. And, and, uh, and fun fact about uh, the Carpenters, at the end of all my Christmas parties, I sing Merry Christmas, Darling, oh, and let people know to leave. <laughs> I love that. Merry yeah. Christmas, darling. <laughs> I love it. It, mm-hmm. it. it is fun. They, they were great singers. Uh, again, another one gone too early. Gone too early. Yeah. Now, what are your top three songs of all time? Ooh. That I like to sing or like to hear? Um, A mixture of both. G- give me three you like to sing, three you like to hear. Okay. Three I like to sing. Uh, David Friedman has written a song named called Listen to My Heart. And um, I, it, I love it. I love the, the story of it. And I love to sing it. It's just uh, a perfect, perfect for me in my range. And I didn't have to get it transposed. <laughs> it, the way it's written was perfect for me. And I love singing it because it talks about listen to my heart because it's going to tell you a story. And it's really, you know, you're singing it to your love. But for me, it's singing about the love that I have in my music. And I'm telling people, just listen to me. And you're going to hear about all the love that I have. <laughs> um, let's see. That's one. Two. There's a Christian song called I Heard About a Man. And mm-hmm. it says, again, I keep, I didn't realize what a story person I was. It has a great story about Jesus, but it's not your typical Christian song, but it's from the seventies. Cynthia Clausen did it and her, her husband wrote it, uh, Reagan Courtney. Um, let's see what else. A third one ah, that I like to sing. There's so many corner of the sky is a good one. And that's probably my top three. Yeah. I'll think now, of something at midnight tonight, and I'll call. I'll send you a minute. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, who's your top three actors of all time? Actors of all time. Mm. I should have made you send me these so I could think about them. My top three actors. Um, I always liked watching Jimmy Stewart. Now you understand I'm old, so this he's he's old school, very old school. Uh, everything he did, I would just be like, ah, oh, he's just amazing. Um, let's see who else. Let me think. See, see me. Let me think if I can think of one that's not so old. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh goodness. Um. <laughs> Most people say uh, Jack Nicholson or Robin Williams, but I feel like Jack Nicholson and Robin Williams are on the same level when it comes I to agree. acting because they're like they're both themselves, just different levels. Like uh, Patch Adams was uh, Robin Williams at like a ten. Uh, the Shining was yes. Jack Nicholson at a ten. Yeah, you know the the romantic movie he did was like him at like a three. So you know they're exactly they put I agree with that. And they yeah, they put them, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why I always liked Jimmy Stewart because I didn't feel like he did have a style, but he could go from one extreme to another. Yeah, I loved that and, about him. Um, yeah. Tom Hanks, he's another one I really like. And he's the same oh, yeah. way. It's still Tom Hanks. He's kind of like Robin Williams. It's still him, 
but he takes it a different spin. Yeah. Because some people didn't like the Mr. Rogers characterization, characterization, but I thought it was cool because I felt like I was watching Mr. Rogers. I don't think anybody else could have done it. I don't either. Unless Robin Williams was still alive and he would have tried. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any females. Gosh. Um, I mean, there's always I know. Davis, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, you know, Meryl Streep was always someone I like to see in movies. Oh yeah, I, to me, she's the standard. Like she's the bar. You know, I, I agree. Mean? That's a good way of putting her. She is the bar to which others have to try and get. I agree. Yeah, like she's just a complete package. Uh, Ju she reminds me a lot of Judy Garland. Yes, yes. And I guess I should have said her as one of my singers, but I thought of the people who had 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 an influence on me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what advice would you give somebody trying to do what you're doing? To do Mama's Party or just be a singer? Be a singer. Um. Don't give up. That's my big advice. Um, I went to Baylor for college and I, I majored in music and I did not want to do opera. And my voice teacher, that's all she did. And so after two years of studying with her, she just looked at me one day and said, you'll never be a singer. So you need to change your major. And I did. I changed my major. But then I was like, but you know what? I am a singer. And so I just mm -hmm. made myself keep working at it. And until my senior year at Baylor, I had not sung a solo except like little parts in church solos. And yeah. um, I had a solo at church one Sunday in Waco and everybody was like, where have you been? I was like, well, I'm in the background because everybody that I went to Baylor with, not everybody, but a lot of them become came some of the leading Christian contemporary singers. And I was like, yeah. I'm be in the background singing backup because I'm really good at that. Um, <laughs> so then when I got out, I went to a church where the music minister was like, do you sing solos? No. And he said, well, I'm going to, I need you to sing this. And I did. And he was like, you can't keep hiding this. And that's when I realized I can't give up. I just have to keep working at it. And, you know, it's now when I tell people the story about college, they're like, did she not see what you had? And I said, well, I guess she didn't, and I guess I didn't show it to her, but now I would. I would love to call her and say, guess who does a show every Monday night? Um, so right. guess who's worked at the Meyerson, at, you know, at, at <laughs> the Music Hall of Dallas and Bass Hall? And uh, I think she would be quite shocked. And the fact that I did opera would really shock her. So, yeah, so yeah but but. I think that's the biggest advice. Don't give up. If you feel like you have a talent, you find what it is and you just keep working at it. If you think, hey, I'm really funny. I can do funny songs. Then do it and do your best. Even yeah. if you can't hit the right notes, just make it your best and do it perfect for you. Yeah, because I feel like you have a, a beautiful voice. There's a lot of songs that I would like to hear you sing. First oh. of all, any Effie White song, I feel like you could blow out of the water. I love um, that. Yeah. Uh, I would also, uh, you remember the song Hard For Me from Avenue Q? True. Yeah, I, I would love to. You need to write these down and send them to me so I can do all of these. 
Yeah, yeah, I would love to. Hard for Me is one of my uh, favorite uh, songs from Avenue Q. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, what's your go to karaoke song? Oh, you know what? I am horrible at karaoke. The first time I had to do it, I kept going, why are they not following me? Um, <laughs> and I told Mark it was his fault because he always followed me. And this, these people on these recordings didn't. But uh, in the last year, I started doing Broadway karaoke for AT&T Music Theater, whatever they're called, the Performing Arts Center. And yeah. we would go into like um, Alamo Draft House and do karaoke. Um and it was just kind of fun to pull out songs that I would never sing and get to do them. Uh, when You're Good to Mama was always an easy one because I'd sung it with Mark so many times that I kind of knew it. Um, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, uh, one Night, what was the song we sang? Some really like rocker song. And I was like, am I really doing this with a karaoke CD? And it, but it was fun just to get up. Yeah. And do. So I, I keep saying, okay, who wants to do karaoke? And people are like, you do karaoke. No, I don't, but I'd like to go and listen to other people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the first, cause I feel like people like you should stay away from karaoke and let the people that can't sing that well, like us do it. You know, I, I feel like it's a, a very, uh, underrated sport, you have to be a certain amount of drunk to actually and, and uh, yes. pull it off. <laughs> you are right. I believe you do. And that's probably why, because I'm not a big drinker, so I don't get drunk. And so then I don't, I'm I'm like, oh, they're not following me. Why am I off pitch? Why that, you know? And then I'm like, well, just shut up and sing. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, hard, like certain people have certain songs they like to sing on karaoke. With me, my song depends on how drunk I'm getting. If I'm just a little tipsy, I'm singing cabaret. But if I get to hard for me, or uh, this time I win, you know, I you know I need to be escorted out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know that's okay. I always tell people, and I'm gonna tell you this. Because I have people all the time saying, oh, I can't sing. And, you know, the Bible says make a joyful noise. So if you're having fun doing it, you can sing. I don't care what it sounds like. You can sing if you're having fun. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know if they can't, they can learn. Exactly. You know, a, a lot of people think when it comes to singing or songwriting that you either got it or you don't. But, you know, anybody can learn. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Especially. You know, especially with people like Mark and Vonda, you know, where you can literally call and be like, let's do a Zoom class, you know. Exactly. And and they, they are doing that. Uh, another one in, in that category is Rebecca Lowry, who will do a whole audition book with you. So, you know, those people are out there um, and and there's a lot of good ones, a lot of good ones. I You know, so you just find somebody and work with them. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark how do you, wonders with some people? Oh uh, yes. Now, how do you feel about the audition process as a whole? Well, at my age now, I hate it. Um, I used to enjoy it because I would just go in and have fun because I was always like, you know, if I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. Now I actually get nervous. So it's it's kind of like, why am I doing this? I'm too old to be doing theater. I need to stop this. Don't do this to yourself, Amy. 
So, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I feel like, you know, you're never too old. Somebody needs a daughter. Somebody needs a newborn baby. Somebody needs a grandmother. You know what I mean? That's true. You were right. You know, that's a good part about acting. There's no retirement age. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you were right. And I keep yeah. saying, I'll go back to it one day. But yeah. 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 Now, if you did go back to it, what would some of your dream roles be? Because I could see you doing, you know, a gypsy or a, a that's one of my. I did that one, and I said just just said this Monday night on the show that that was my dream role, and I did it. But I would really like to do it now because I've gotten older and I feel more confident mm -hmm. because I did it when I was younger, and I, you know, I learned a lot from that part. Gosh, she's a booger. She yeah. is hard. <laughs> yeah, like a Mama Rose or a Mrs. Lovett, you know, or even um, what's the uh, what's the lady's name? Uh, uh, Eveline. In Wiz. The Wiz. Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll have to check that I, one out. I, I feel like if somebody can put on an all white hairspray. You can definitely be evilly. I would love that. You know, I used to listen to that song and I'd sing it. And I'd go, I need to get that music. And I was like, wait a minute. She talks about being black as night. I, I'd have to change that. In fact, I did have to sing it for a funeral once. And I was yeah. like, I feel bad singing this. There are other people that should be singing this. So, yeah. yeah. Well, see, the, the fun thing about the Wiz, uh, I have seen versions of the Wiz with Caucasian people and it because it's all about inclusion and i think that exactly everybody you know i think just so you're not like dorothy or like one of the main four you're okay you know? exactly exactly i don't know i saw mark and um was bonda working with him then they did uh the whiz at um it was it wasn't dya then but it was a camp that um, water tower used to have for kids yeah. and the main the main girl was candace woods who's now on broadway in uh the motown show mm -hmm. and her brother was was he uh, i think he was the tin man and then the other two the Lion and the Scarecrow were white boys, but it, I mean, it worked for that. Yeah. Perfectly. So, yeah. Yeah. Did, did, you, did you find out, because uh, Brad wouldn't tell us, but did they ever find out which theater, do you know which theater did the all-white uh, hairspray? Wasn't, it was somewhere in Plano. Yeah. Um... And it, I think I think I the think, youth theater of some kind, but I don't remember knowing the people. Yeah, and I mean it doesn't surprise me because there is a lot of white people in Plano. But at that point, as a director, I just would have found some black people. Like you only need what, like ten 
Yes. I think in the show, you don't need that many. So I, I would have found somebody or actually asked to change the show. Yes. <laughs> well, I would have um, done She Loves Me instead. You know? Exactly. I will tell you, I um, am in charge of the Schmidt and Jones Awards for the area for high school musicals. And it is interesting what some of them try to get by with because of that. Um, most have now gotten better about that. They don't try and do uh, unless they do have the blacks they don't try and do hairspray so that but it was after that one in plano that that people started realizing hey we can't get by with that even in a high school so <laughs> you know there's just some you can't do once upon the this island um i don't know once on this island yeah um i i don't know could it be could it have whites in it i don't know i, I don't think so not, not now that i don't like See, because uh, I'm all for because uh, one of my dream roles is Mark in Rent, and Mark is uh, Jewish. But yes. there's a, a lot of Black Jewish people. You have Drake, you have Sammy Davis Jr. So Mark could be Black. Could be, yes, yes. You know, and, and, and I feel like directors should, you know, keep an open mind. But there's some things like since. Um, since, uh, you know, things like Hairspray, the main topic is race and things like Once on This yes. Island, like, you know, they're actually African gods. Because I am a very open-minded person and there's a bunch of, you know, all white um, Once on This Islands on uh, YouTube and even I cringe yeah <laughs> that's um yeah it's just mm. <laughs> yeah just yeah no <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah by the way did you know they're turning once on this island into a movie i heard that yeah, there's another I, one. what other one are they gonna do i heard another recently well i know they're doing the uh london cast of uh aladdin they're gonna uh do that like they did hamilton yes but, but um i know in the heights has a movie it was supposed to come out this year i don't know if it's still going to um west side story comes out in december um let's see who else but yeah i wonder who they're gonna cast or if they're gonna stick to the original cast because the original cast could do it yeah and it, it it was recently on broadway so yeah they could definitely do that yeah but but if they want to switch it up i think uh billy porter should uh be cast as uh the mama will provide here oh oh my gosh that would be phenomenal wouldn't it yeah i, I think yeah i think he would like add a different spin to it because it's pretty much been you know the same type of person to play that character one yeah. of those roles like the genie where it's you know usually a fat heavy set african-american so you know to have like a skinny guy in that role i think that would be interesting exactly exactly i love that good idea let's just do it here in town Get <laughs> right we should my favorite musicals it, it is a good one and that's another one mama will provide. I would love to do that song. And then I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I'm supposed to these days. I really, I'm trying to be really careful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's scary out here, man. But I, but, but you, you know, I, I feel like with musical theater, like even if you can't play 
a certain character. Like uh, I know I referenced Colin a lot, but in our musical theater class, we had a cross gender week where we could sing songs that we would never uh, sing. And um, two of my songs were the nicest kid in town uh-huh. and big broad beautiful. That's cool. See, that's I love doing um, Broadway our way for Uptown players every year because we do that. You sing the opposite gender. And I've even I did um, I do one at uh, Prince of Peace um, Episcopal School. We do with their high school kids. We do a what is they call it songs I'll never sing. And they do songs and like the teacher last year did um, the Matilda song. Oh, what is it? The the main song that she they sing and that you know it's really powerful about I don't like this or something. Anyway, she did that. And I was like, you know, I never think of doing a kid's song as my crossover. So yeah. I like that. Definitely. Now, what are your top three movies of all time? Okay, now if you ever talk to any of my students from any of my years of teaching, and I, this is my 26th year, and I used to teach music, they would tell you Mary Poppins, because that was my favorite when I was young, and I still love it. I still love it. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins and the sound of music. Of course, they're all musicals. And now we have <laughs> Hamilton to it, because yes, I love Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton is amazing. It is. I, you know, I saw it when it was here in Dallas. And I remember thinking, okay, what what was so amazing about this? Because I I don't get it. But then to see it on TV with all the different angles and seeing the choreography and how it goes with the songs and the lighting, I was like, okay, I, I totally see it. I should have sat in the balcony instead of the fourth row. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, it amazing. So, yeah. Now, how did you like the uh, Mary Poppins Return movie? I actually liked it, but I went in knowing that it wasn't the part two. Yeah. I knew that it was a different story. And I think a lot of people didn't like it because they thought it was going to be, and Mary Poppins lives on, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. She, She was still Mary Poppins, but it had a different feel to it. Yeah, it was like it, it was like it was a continuing, but then it wasn't at the same time. Exactly. Um, you know, because they hinted at the you know the two kids growing up. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely. And uh, I heard Julia Andrews was supposed to be in the movie, but she turned it the role down. Exactly. She didn't want to take anything away from you know the actress. But yeah. I feel like I feel like if it would have came out like right after Mary Poppins, I feel like it would have been recognized as a classic because some of those songs in there, like a cover is not the book where the lost things go. Like those are like really good underrated songs. I agree. I agree. And, and um, then I also like saving Mr. Banks. Yeah. Saving Mr. Banks. Story of Mary Poppins being written. I enjoyed that as well. And the, the, ties to the show that they used so yeah, yeah. And, and you know angela lansbury uh she was in the movie but something told me that she would be in there yeah yes yeah. <laughs> definitely i'm sure she was looked at for mary poppins yeah i think she was actually and then they went with that young unknown julie andrews <laughs> yeah now, do you write music at all? Oh, no, no. 
I wrote one song um, and actually it was uh, Candace Evans, who is a director around, she was writing music and Mark and I put, she was writing the words and we put music to them and did them in a cabaret show that we took to New York once. And um, I wrote one of them. I wrote the music for it. Cause it just, I started reading it and I started feeling this music in me. And so I was like, okay, Mark, I'm going to start singing it. You just go with it. And so we put together a song. It, I, I don't even know where the recording is now. I should find that. Didn't I? Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, Mark is a great writer. He's written some awesome stuff. And he doesn't get to do that as much anymore, but he he writes really good stuff. Yeah, he does. Now, if you could direct one Broadway show or just a musical, it doesn't have to be a Broadway show, but if you could direct a, any musical, which musical would it be? Um, I think it would be one of one of two. And they're both very small cast musicals. Songs for a New World or Last mm -hmm. Five Years. Who would you cast as the lead for Songs of a New World? Well, there's there's four leads because it's a four different singers. Um, hmm. I don't know. At one time, I could tell you exactly, but that changes daily because I hear somebody else. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. They'd yeah. be great as woman one. Or they'd be great as woman two. So, um our cast, we, I was in the cast, the first cast that did it in Dallas. And uh, it was, I was woman to Jennifer Freeman, who um, now teaches and she doesn't do as much theater. Her daughter is actually starring in shows now. Um, she was woman one. Christopher Hankey, who now, who has been on Broadway and now does more TV stuff. He was one of the men. And then Donald Fowler, who recently passed away, was the other. And so Cause I'd always thought I want to get us all four back together and do a mama's party. And so now that's gone. So, but yeah, we yeah, had a blast with just a blast. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. I feel like you guys still should do it, you know, to honor him or something like Definitely. that. You know, That is true. Yeah. So, and there is going to be a memorial for him in the spring. And then, and they've already talked to me about, it. and we are going to do a song from songs for a new world. So that will be, it will be hard, but it'll be cool to do it for him. Yeah, that's so sweet. Yeah, I'll probably hear him in my mind singing his parts. Yeah. So fun to sing with him and Christopher and Jennifer. They were all phenomenal. Yeah. Now, in your opinion, what are the top three musicals of all time? Hmm. Um, gosh, that's hard. It is. You're asking me hard questions, Jonathan. Um, let me think. Um, I, I feel like Lion King would have to be up there for me because what people don't know is Lion King was the first Hamilton. Because I feel like of. I feel like of all the arts, Lion King, I mean, of all the arts, musical theater is the most uh, underrated part of the arts. Like yeah. People will go and watch a painting before they go see a musical. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, and when Lion King came out, everybody rushed to go see it in the 90s and the early 2000s. Like, I agree. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It really because people had seen the movie and they were like, what are they going to do on stage? And then when they came out with all those those 
humongous puppets being on the character, being the characters and, you know, the people are in them. They weren't like puppets that you move with, like, um, with your hands. It was your whole body was moving that, but that was so cool. Uh, I would say, yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Um, and I, I think uh, like all mine are probably in the last 20 years in the Heights. I think it tells a wonderful story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hamilton, like I said, I didn't love it the first time I saw it, but now I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I used to teach history. So it, it really, you know, for me, it was like, yeah, this is cool. They're making history. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, but, but then you have to think about it. Jonathan Larson, uh, uh, influenced uh, Lil Well Miranda because I remember watching an interview and he, he was like, I didn't know you can write musicals about modern time until I saw, you know, Rent. Yes, so, that's so, true. You know, that is if true. It, if it wasn't for Rent, there wouldn't be a Hamilton, you know. That is true. That is true. Um, cool fact the guy, when they do go back on Broadway, uh, the guy that will be playing Hamilton is from Dallas. Oh, wow! Yeah, Miguel Cervantes. Yeah, that's awesome. I know we have uh Clinton Greenspan, yes, is from Dallas, and I think uh, Major is from Dallas too. He is, and there's another guy that's been in Aladdin since the beginning. He's one of the trio guys that were always with Aladdin. His name is Brian Gonzalez, and he's amazing. And he is—he's in Dallas. He's going to be in the Water Tower thing that they're going to do uh, in a, like next week, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Is it just a music program, or are they singing parts of? Um, I, I think it's a music program. So and I saw a video today for that, and he and Ashley are in that, so that'll be great. But he's been with it since its beginning days. I mean, yeah. like he, they, he was running, he was doing like ad libs that they were like, "Oh, add that to this, add that to this, the play, add that to it." Yeah. yeah. So he's a very funny guy. Yeah. There's a lot of Dallas people in New York. That's why I'm loving doing Mama's Party on Facebook uh, online because I can get friends from New York to be in it. Yeah, that that's and that's the one benefit about Skype. You can be from anywhere. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. I said that even if we went back in in house, I might would do nights where I would say, "Okay, we're going to do it online tonight. We'll we'll show it on a video here at the studio." But I I like being able to bring those people back and let people see them and what they're doing now. Yeah. Now, what is your most embarrassing theater moment? Because I know everybody has one. Oh, I have several where I had fallen flat on my face mm. just because I'll start running. And then I'm like, and you're like, Hey, I'm fine. Thank you. And did you- rock, I did it and I crawled off stage and I was supposed to come run back on and say, I'm okay. And so I crawled back on and went, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I just did made you- it funny, even though I was dying on the inside. <laughs> Do you know, uh, Alyssa McCarthy? Uh, Alicia McCarthy. I don't think so. I think she takes the cake for the most embarrassing theater moment. Oh. She was uh, doing kind of a version of Mama's Party. It was a some showcase she was doing. Uh-huh. And she was in some heels and the platform was seven inches tall. <gasps> and she was uh, singing uh, Take Me or Leave Me from Rent. Uh-huh. And, and like after she the platform 
she just face plants <gasps> on the ground. But that's not the embarrassing part because the embarrassing part is I don't know why and I don't know how. Keep your eyes out because this is the time it circulates. That video pops up once a year, every year around this time. Oh my God. And so you, and so you look at the video and it's like, 5.7 billion billion views <laughs> yeah, on Facebook. of her yeah. face planting. Oh my gosh. That would be, yeah. At least mine weren't videoed. Thank the <laughs> Lord. But I did it several, I've done it several times in shows. People are like, oh, there she goes falling again. <laughs> yeah. Now what's your greatest theater moment? My greatest um, gosh, I have several that are, but they're not like, well, the biggest for me was performing, uh, at Bass Hall in Beauty and the Beast and just walking out on that stage as the Madame de la Grande Bouche and, and just looking out and seeing people in that space. It was like, Ooh. Cool. <laughs> and the same I did um, Mary Widow at uh, was with Dallas Opera at the Music Hall and just walking out and seeing all those seats. And you're like, OK, I'm not nervous. Oh, my gosh, those seats are full. Yeah. So those are pretty cool moments. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because you have to sing Beauty and the Beast at my wedding. Okay, I will do that. <laughs> like, like, like I told my friends, my wedding, I'm going to turn my wedding into just one big musical. Everybody is going to have a song to sing. I love it. You, Can you, you have you a group number? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just about to say, uh, we're going to do uh, uh, Seasons of Love. Yes. <laughs> you know, I like that. You know, but, uh, but yeah, and it's funny because I, uh, one of my greatest theater moments is uh similar to yours uh uh at Colin we had this thing called the thingy and Brad named it the thingy because he was like I was too lazy to name it so I just called it the <laughs> musical theater thingy and uh you remember how the black box theater is made there right yes well like it was a full house and the stage is lower than the uh seats and uh, Ethan Mullins was singing uh, This Is The Moment. And we all, like, came for, like, a, a group bow. And, like, I've never experienced that before or after this. And there was something magical about being, you know, surrounded by, you know, applause for some reason. Like, yes, we legit felt, you know, I felt like, you know, Hercules, I am on my way. <laughs> I can go to this. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, it was awesome. I was like, this has to be the same feeling as when your kid is born because exactly. I, can't, I can't imagine anything better than this. Yeah. I mean, it's just when they get what you're singing. Yeah. You're like, Yay. And I've had those moments with uh, Broadway Our Way sometimes. It just... Because those audiences are so amazing anyway. And if they get the song, it's like, even if it's somebody else singing it, you're like, yay, I love that. So, yeah, it's cool. Those are moments that are great. Yeah. Now, have you ever uh, seen the show uh, She Loves Me? Yes, I've been in it. Oh, really? Well, let me guess. You were 
uh, a trip to the library. Was that no, you? No, I wasn't. I was the candy lady. Ah, well, you should be her. If somebody doesn't, you should definitely play that role. Yeah, one of the reviewers said, and yes, Amy Stevenson steals the show with being the candy lady. I was like, thank you. And he just <laughs> noticed that every night in the shop when we were sitting there while they were singing, what song is it? I don't remember. Somebody singing, George is singing a solo in the shop. And Mm -hmm. I would steal all the perfumes and all the, the lipsticks and put them in my purse. And the guy that was at the counter where I was, he would be like, where's my stuff? And I'd be like, I don't know. You go <laughs> out of your purse now. And I was like, no, make me right. <laughs> I had my back to the audience. So they never saw what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I, and I love moments in theater where like, it's like little inside jokes that the audience it, will never get. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but but that's one of my. Uh, I mean, singing in the rain is a great classical show. But uh, she loves me is like my favorite classical show. Um, and it's not done enough. It's not, and it's very underrated. I think it's not done enough because not enough people. Because you have to be a certain theater person to like it. You know, it's, it's up there with Les Mis and you know Phantom. You know, not a lot of dance. It's mostly about the music. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but that um, She Loves Me and Roger Hammerstein's Cinderella, I could do a one-man show by myself. Yeah. I the when you do that, make sure I'm there. You know what? I've been thinking about doing a tribute, my own Zoom tribute concert to uh, a Cinderella. I think you should. Definitely, because I know, like, that's the one, because, like, some uh, shows, I'm like, yeah, I like this character, or I like these certain songs, but I like every song in those shows. I agree, and is, mm -hmm. isn't somebody fixing to do a, a Cinderella again? Um, is it going to be on Broadway? I think it was. I think they were doing it, because there's, there's been... Uh, Kiki Palmer was the first African-American uh, Cinderella on Broadway. Yes. And I think there was, a, I think Carrie Shepard was the first uh, uh, godmother or I'm, I think there was a godmother and a stepmother, but there's never been an African-American Prince Charming. So I think. Oh, that's, that's true. Why, yeah. So I think that's why they're doing it to give, you know, that chance. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and once on this island, uh, I actually saw that when they came here last year. See, I didn't. I hated that I missed that. Yeah, one of the actors, uh, Michaela Abraham, I actually interviewed her. She's uh, on the uh, podcast. She said it How was cool. a, yeah. She said it was an amazing spirit experience. But I just love the you know the writing. I love the set design. How they have some of the audience members on stage like on yes. the actual set and uh you know the song some girls mm -hmm. well yeah. when, I, when i first heard it you know i was listening through uh tay moon's ears and then i played it again and i'm like this guy's really really rude to her like you should never uh -huh. say this about a woman and you know i write so i was able to dig deeper and the reason why that song is so beautiful is because it's heard through and seen through Tay Moon's eyes. Like the story is told yeah. through her eyes. So, uh -huh. you know, yes, 
he's saying, well, this type of woman I would marry, but you, you're just somebody I have around for fun. Even though he's being rude to her because she loves him, you know, she doesn't hear that. So that's why, you know, and I love the fact that the writer, you know, had that underlying, you know, meaning where, you know, you had to like really dig deep to understand the song. Yeah. True. I like, I like when you have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I love shows and movies like that. Like, are you watching uh, Lovecraft Country? No, I am not. What is, what channel is that on? It's on uh, HBO Max. Oh, see, <laughs> I yeah. have Disney Plus, and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how a lot of people are. They're like, I'm stopping there. I'm, well, I'm you know what there. happened was I had been looking at it when it was first coming out, and I thought, oh, that would be so much fun to have access to all those Disney greats. And then I was like, you know what? I do not need to spend that money. It wasn't that expensive, but you know, on a teacher's salary, I just said, nope, I'd have other things. Right. Then my mother says. I'd like to see Hamilton. And I was like, so what are you saying? And she said, can we get Disney plus? And I was like, um, okay. So I did. And now like every weekend we watch a movie. Yeah. Sometimes the old ones, sometimes the new ones. It's really fun. So yeah. Yeah. D- did you see Mulan? We haven't seen it yet. Cause I wasn't paying $30. Yeah. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, yeah, I but I, you know, and then I was so glad I didn't because so many people have said, it's horrible. And I'm like, what? No, Mulan's got to be great. So. Yeah, well, well, I've heard mixed reactions uh, from it, but I, I saw it. And honestly, I um, it was a good movie, but there was a lot of like, you know, one of those movies where there's a lot of opportunities that they just glance over. Like it was basically another Dumbo. Have you seen Dumbo? Yes, I love Dumbo. That was one that, of my favorites when I was, well, no, I have not seen the new one. Yeah. The new one, like it will make you so much angry, so angry because mm-hmm. th- there's like a hundred storylines that are legitly good that they just skim over. Like the, um, the, the kid's mother died and their dad had just came from the war, but he had one arm. He had a deficiency. Wow. So he could have had that connection, you know, with Dumbo. And, you know, yeah. you know and, and I think the girl could kind of talk to animals a little bit and they just ignored that. Like, Oh, wow. So they missed out. Maybe that'll be the, the next version. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope they don't do it. <laughs> but, 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 but I feel like the, the two best remakes that they did were Beauty and the Beast and uh, Aladdin. Yes, I I've seen both of those, and yeah, those were really good. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast was like fantastic. A lot of people didn't like it because it was parallel to the cartoon, but I didn't have a problem with that, you know. And when that was a story, they had couldn't change it that much. <laughs> yeah, because like some of the scenes were like exactly alike, and I was like, ah, oh, that's not that's not what I'm concerned about. I just want a good story. I just want to see, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like with Dumbo, there was so many things that they could have, even if they picked one of them. Like I'm like, you guys aren't gonna, you know, touch this. The girl is like just talking to animals, and they're like, oh, we're gonna be concerned about. And I think also Tim Burton had a uh, quarry 
with Disney at, a, at the time. Um, so the villain was basically Walt Disney. Interesting. Yeah, there was like a little underline because you like he had a theme park called uh, Astro World or something. And we were like, yeah, I see. We see what you're doing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And that would, yeah, that does give it a different feeling, doesn't it? Yeah. But I wonder if they're going to uh, do a live action Pocahontas. Mm, that one would be interesting to see how they cast it. Yeah, because Pocahontas is one of my uh, favorite movies, but it is a tricky, sto- a tricky story. But I feel like with Mulan was the same thing because they didn't tell the cartoon version. They told they stuck to the original version. Exactly. So exactly. you know they could do that with Pocahontas, like shy away from the cartoon version and actually you know tell the real story because it's funny because that movie like does not like it ages well but you change your perspective as you get older like when we were kids we were like oh her and john smith they were made for each other they can magically understand each other exactly and now when you're watching you're like really pocahontas you have coco right here (laughs) and you're chasing over this guy and you miss this yeah yeah (laughs) yeah definitely now what are some of your favorite uh musical theater songs um let me think uh, I really like just about everything that Jason Robert Brown has ever written because he writes story songs. Yeah, David Friedman is the same. David Friedman writes a lot of cabaret type music, and but he also is the um, orchestration guy for all of the Disney shows. Um, yeah. he's wonderful. Um, let me think. Um, geez. Maybe this time. Mm-hmm. Great one. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, I, I just went blank. I am what I am. But it, That's a good one. I like that one. I think that one's good for anybody. Um, it tells tells a lot about whoever's singing it, and no matter whether it's because they're gay or because they're just who they are. Um, it, it's it's a universal song that resonates with uh everybody like um uh brad did a show called uh did you see 55th and 9th i did not yeah basically uh he one day he realized that at the tonys there's no award for best song which baffles me because the whole point of the tonys is singing so he literally went to the first year of the first tonys and he picked the what he felt would have won best song for each year. Oh, um, yeah, he was so good it, at that. I liked the way he would do that. Yeah, so it was like a jukebox musical with other musicals. Like each musical had their own. It was like a little mini musical with a lot of musicals. And um, one of the uh, scenes he did was I Know Where I've Been. And the huh. way he the way he directed that each person had a shirt and shirt was something that they could be uh 
um, uh, prejudiced or prejudged for. Like one wow. one guy um, who hadn't um, came out to his grandma yet, even though you know you are, they already know you know. But you have to. Yes. You you like I tell all my friends, they're waiting on you. But, you know, he had never told his grandmother he was gay. He had gay on his T-shirt. One person had black. Another person had Republican. One had awkward, you know. And, you know, they saying, I know where I've been. So when you said, I am what I am, that kind of reminded me of that. Yes. You know, my one show up there uh, was the jukebox show. Don't rock the jukebox. Yeah. (laughs) And I loved that. Loved that one. It was so much fun because you never knew. Because I don't know how he did that one, but this one they voted in the audience mm-hmm. for what song they wanted to hear. And like my sections, one was, um, well, I was in the country section and they always wanted to hear Let Her Rip. Yeah. So was, you know, except for one night he didn't use mine. And so then everybody was like, did he cheat? Because we know he they wanted Amy's song. I said, well, they didn't know it was me, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> um, but then I had a whole section on my own, but they got to figure out which song they wanted to hear. So I had like four or five songs that they could pick from. So I was always like, okay, sitting back there trying to remember all of them in case it got called. Right, yeah. Uh, one of my favorite musical theater songs is definitely Wait from Sweeney Todd. I feel like that one is very yeah. uh, underrated. Uh, another one I like would have to be Empty Chairs and Empty Tables. That song, I could not listen to that song without crying. Yeah. Are you down for a game of song association? I am going to do my best. <laughs> All right. Now, I'm going to start off cheating a little bit because there are some specific songs that I really want to hear you sing. Hopefully, you know the lyrics. I'm sure okay. you know. Um, uh, when You're Good to Mama from Chicago. Yes. Can you sing it for me, please? Got a little motto, always sees me through. When you're good to mama, mama's good to you. Nice. Um, do you know Mama Will Provide from Once on This Island? Ooh, no, I don't. Oh, man, we got to bring you back. See you next time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, first word is love. Um, love is a many splendor thing. How did I know you were going to pick that one? <laughs> <laughs> because that's my age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such a good song, though. Um, Candle. Um, Oh, I'll be your candle in the water. What is it? Candle in in the water. I can't talk. Candle in the wind? What is it? It's candle in the water. But see, the reason why I'm getting on myself is because I'm a huge Disney fan, and I do not know where that's from. It is from, um, um, why did you say that? It <laughs> is from Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon. Okay, okay. In my defense, I was never a huge fan of that song, and I only heard it on Disney Mania. So, yes. someone else is seeing it. Yeah. Well, so see, I, I guess... love that movie. So, I'll be, and it was Helen Reddy. So, hello. Yeah. I had well, to well, love well, it. 
Well, well, I guess if we put us together, that's one point. I guess well, I could let that slide. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, dance. Oh, I want to dance with somebody. I want to. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, how about then they were dancing, dancing in the street, dancing in the street. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. <laughs> You, you know they're finally making a sister act three, right? Oh my gosh, that would be Whoopi, great. After Whoopi spent all these years complaining because like sister act is very popular and apparently the execs at, at Disney didn't realize how popular, but Whoopi was like, listen, we need a sister act three. Yes. And, they're making, and they're making a hocus pocus two finally. I heard that one. I hadn't heard about the sister act, but that's great. Yeah, I'm like, it's about time. Like, every <laughs> Halloween, I think that's the most popular Halloween movie right now. Oh, Hocus Focus, yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Rainbow. Somewhere over the rainbow, bluebirds fly. Nice. Do you know um, Patsy Cline's Strange? No, I know crazy and walking after midnight, but strange. Yeah, um, sing walking after midnight. I don't know that one. <laughs> I go walking after midnight out in the moonlight, just like we used to do. That was Patsy. Mm hmm. I had no idea. My uh, ex introduced me. Well, well, she didn't introduce me. She was one of those singers where I knew her songs, but I yeah. Didn't know them. But yeah, she's definitely one of my uh, favorites. I highly recommend you listen to Strange. It's it's a Strange. it's a beautiful song. Basically, the song is about. Um, you know, it's she's just breaking up with her no good boyfriend. And she's saying, it's strange that you're still in all my dreams. Like, it's strange oh. that even though you did me wrong, I, yeah there's, yeah, there's a line like, strange, you're still in all my dreams. Oh, what a funny thing since you came along. Huh. Oh, strange. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to have to look that one up. Definitely, definitely. Last <laughs> Last word, last word. Um, uh, river. Cry me a river, cry me a river, cry me a river. To <laughs> is that the words? I think. I what, what's that from? Um, is it from something? Uh, um, no, it's just it was a. Who was it? Uh, Timberlake. Well, I think he did do it, but originally uh, Diana Krall, it's an old jazz standard. Oh, wow. You cry me a river. Let me see. Okay. Cry. Ah, I'm looking. Oh, Ella Fitzgerald. That's who started it. Ella Fitzgerald. Yes. Yeah. You, she you know. Now you say you're lonely. You cry long right through. Well, you can cry me a river. Cry me a river. I cried a river over you. Okay. I know I said river was the last word, but I want to see if you can get this one. Uh, uh, rhythm. Rhythm. Mm -hmm. I got music 
Yes. I got, got rhythm. I got my guy who could ask for anything more. Yeah, I was hoping you would get that one. <laughs> I was going to uh, do that one for Bluebirds until you said Over the Rainbow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, Lena Horn, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, who else? Um, I think Ella did it, too. Yeah. It seems like you really know jazz. We're, we're going to have to, you're going to have to make me a jazz playlist. because. Um, and that's like, funny because I don't, well, I do a lot, I guess. It depends <laughs> on who's playing the piano. Yeah, like jazz is like the one genre that I love, but I don't give enough credit to. So I definitely yeah. listen to it more. It is. It was another Ella song. That just looked that up. It was George Gershwin, but Ella Fitzgerald made it famous. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, actually, it came from the musical Girl Crazy. Oh wow! I'm gonna have to look into that one. I'll yeah. I did it in uh, Dallas Divas a couple of years ago, and I just loved it. And I got to sing it with the Wind Ensemble of Dallas, and oh, it was the coolest! Wow, the I wish coolest! I wish I would have. I wish I would have been there. <laughs> I wish I had a video of it because it was amazing to get to do with them. Yeah. Uh, did you hear? By the way, speaking of jazz, did you hear the story of uh, Billie Holiday? Which one? Uh, the, the story of her like her life story yes it was so tragic i was like if anybody deserves to see the blues it's her uh, she, she had a lot to sing about yes yeah she was a she was a treasure she died actually uh handcuffed to a uh gurney i i believe it bless her heart she just she had a rough life yeah but her legacy man her uh, legacy Amazing, I, think be, I, I think she would be proud, you know. I think yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I yeah, and there's a lot of people that can sing her stuff so good. Denise Lee, uh, yeah. I'm sure Natalie King could do it too, and Cherish Love. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Natalie King. Oh, and um, have you ever heard Sharon Keaton do? Mm -hmm. Oh my no, gosh, I don't think so. I'm gonna have to look her up. She's too. pretty amazing. She does a lot of stuff in Fort Worth. Yeah. All right. Well, you have homework. I want you to look up Strange. I'm going to. Strange and Mama will provide. Yeah. Text me because like that's like my all time favorite Betsy. I'm surprised it's not popular because I really I, me love too. Because I know yeah. a lot of Patsy stuff, but I do not know that one. But, oops! I just threw my ring light on the floor. Oops! No, oh, I thought that was the cat. <laughs> oh no, it was me. I knocked it over. Eeks. Yeah, definitely. so but yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, thank well, thank you, Jonathan. I look forward to hearing it. Definitely, I'm gonna have to uh join one of your mama's party once I get you know my voice in order. I might have to take some classes with Mark or Vonda first. Hey, I, I, I truly think they are the best, so yeah. They are, and I had no idea you did it like weekly. When I was like, okay, so I can, I can definitely get in once I realize how to work a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can. It's always um, last week's. Every one of them is on Facebook. Everyone that I've yeah. done since we started this in May online. Yeah, and and like if push comes to shove, I can just come over to your house and like get on your screen, sing, and leave. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day now. You Thank you, Jonathan. You too. No problem. Bye. Bye-bye.